inspiring and equipping you to live the life you're destined to live. This is the Ascend Men Podcast. Ascend Men, I have an announcement for you. All about an event taking place on Saturday evening, the 21st of October, this year of our good Lord, 2023. The evening is headlined, A Night Out with the Boys. It kicks off at 7pm with doors opening at 6.30pm and ends at 9pm with kicking out time, 9.30pm. It's an evening of musical entertainment, a quiz, maybe a joke or two, and some obscure poetry. And our very own senior pastor, Steve Campbell, will be present to verbally cascade us with some of his very unique thoughts. The evening is free and open to all men, but we do ask that you buy drinks, cakes and snacks, as the purchase of these helps to pay for the venue and staff. So, come along to Ascend Men, a night out with the boys, 21st of October. Sometimes you meet somebody who is so similar, you wonder whether you're related. And for me, William Thompson is one of those people. Like me, he loves mountains. He works with wood. He finds novel ways to communicate with people. And he also coaches and writes. And one of his jobs is founded on optical physics, an area which I studied for my PhD many years ago. And we both have adopted children. The similarities end with his publishing of a book titled, Why Does Your Name Matter? He was born in London, grew up in Africa, and now lives in Liverpool. Today, we extend a big warm Ascend Men welcome to William Thompson. Thank you, Alan. <laughs> what a joy it is for me to be able to, to spend time with you just as a, as a person, but then to, to be able to share time together and encourage one another and encourage people who are going to be listening to this this conversation we have. I was uh, I was so blessed uh, when I, I heard about the, the name of, of of your men's gathering, Ascend Men, and I I love it because it's it's not just a name. It's a, it's an encouragement right in the title, Ascend Men. We are called to ascend to the hill of the Lord. It, I, I went to Psalm twenty four, and who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to falsehood or sworn deceitfully. And I'm I, I, so moved by that because you can imagine David saying, you know, how can a human being ascend to being in the presence of the Lord. How can you do that? How could you ever have the temerity or the audacity to stand in the presence of the Lord? How how could you choose to to, to do that? How could you be in that holy, holy place? Hmm. The only way is if you were utterly pure, utterly clean, if there was nothing of any any stain of sinfulness in you. And David, <laughs> David must have looked at himself and said, I don't deserve to be here. Mm. And the only reason 
we can is because of Jesus' death and resurrection. But because of his, his death and resurrection, we have the, we have not only the ability to, but the invitation to ascend and to, and to, and to dwell with God and to see things the way he sees things. For me, as a fellow mountaineer, it's the joy of being on the top of a mountain and seeing everything completely differently that is just that moves me and as christians we are the lord calls us to ascend to his holy place so that we can see that which men see as ordinary that which men take just take for granted we see god in everything we see intentionality we see his fingerprints we see his footsteps and we see his heart so <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Shall we wrap it up there? Because I think, <laughs> I feel like anything else we now go on to will just dilute what's a rich, deep message you've already given to us, William. Hallelujah. Wow. <sighs> well, it feels almost like a step backwards now to, to kind of go back to our quick fire <laughs> questions, but, but I feel like we still need to do them. So very quickly, um, what are the three colours of the wires in a three-core mains UK cable? Oh, gosh. Uh, uh, brown, blue, and uh, green and green and yellow. Green, yellow. Every man should know that. <laughs> Secondly, uh, what's your most ordered pizza topping? Uh, meat feast. I, I just, you know, for me, it's, I, I just, I can't get away from that spicy sausage and uh, uh, interesting stuff like that. Oh, it's about barbecue sauce on the top as well. No. Actually, Ooh, no, okay. I don't like barbecue sauce too much. I, I prefer to dial down on the barbecue thing, but just have that, the the, the pepperoni, uh, the okay. uh, uh, spicy okay. meat. I'm, I'm getting hungry now. Can, can we move on? Uh, so number three, do you work hard or too hard? I work hard. I work hard. It's it's That's something that, that I have had to grow into is is that work-life balance okay sounds like that's another conversation for another day yeah. <laughs> um so so one of the things you're passionate about william is the importance of names and their roles in our lives yeah so much so that you've written a book about it which yes. i read recently and is fascinating so I, i'm just curious what started that interest well the first time i went to africa when i was 18 years old i uh i, I met people whose names were things like obedience <laughs> and faithful Mm. And I was like, how could you name your child this? <laughs> I was really shocked. But then also I met I met individuals and they said, this is my name and it means this. Mm. And that, I'd never encountered that before. I'd never, no one had ever said to me, this is my name and this is what it means. And I was just struck by a sense of this person has told me my told me their name, but they believe it's it's important that I know what that name means and what it stands for because what they're communicating to me is that actually that matters <laughs> mm. <laughs> that that what their name means has value, and that just that was just just completely shook me because yeah. I'd never I'd never that had just never gone into my mind. And 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 there's a lot of evidence that our names can influence our destinies. How how is that? Okay, that's a that's a that's a very interesting question, Alan. That comes down to I mean in my book I, I do actually talk about that and it's that is a wrestling between nature nurture um 
to what to what extent am I who I am because of the way that God created me, and to what extent am I am who I am because of the the conditions that I've been brought up in and my responses to those conditions. Mm. That's the nature debate, and and a name a name has the potential to to be prophetic and to carry a prophetic insight. Um, but you have a responsibility to step into that. So actually, it's like it's like let's say let's say I was born in Liverpool, and this is this is where I was born. This is where I grew up. But I don't step into all that Liverpool has for me, and I don't. You know, Liverpool. That's where I'm, I'm living at the moment. The Liverpool has extraordinary, two extraordinary football teams, uh, the Beatles and the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. The Liverpool Royal Philharmonic is just extraordinary. Now, you can you can grow up in Liverpool and not be into football, not like the Beatles, and and not have any interest in classical music, and that's okay. But it's when you step into that with which you are born into that there is there is an there's an amen and something happens and this can happen in a name but ultimately it's what happens in our identity it happens when we say we don't just say i'm alive so that i can exist so i can play a part in this world by by the job i do by the by my friends but when we choose to step into an eternal perspective when we ascend to the hill of the Lord and see our lives the way that God sees them and, and say to him, Father, why am I here? What's on your heart? How can I, how can I play my part in, in your kingdom? Mm, so, so thinking of the prophetic insights, which you just said then, prophetic insight and knowing that we were going to discuss names today, I asked one of my friends to record their experiences of naming their child. Over to Simon. I remember when me and my wife, Amy, were thinking about a name for our firstborn son. We wanted it to be biblical and we wanted it to have a meaning for his life. So we'd been praying about it and Amy wanted to call him Boaz. But I thought that was a little bit too strange, a little bit too uncommon. And so I said no to that. But we continued praying and one night I had a dream where I felt God tell me to call my son Strength. So as soon as I woke up, I whipped out my laptop and I googled names that mean strength. The first link was an alphabetical list and there at the top of the list was Boaz. And so I listened and I was obedient and we called him Boaz. And Boaz is six yeah. and opening up all sorts of interesting conversations with mm. with friends about why you named your child Boaz and back to your prophetic insight, hopefully growing into that name. It's extraordinary. Names names are more than just the letters that that comprise them. Um, and this is this is the thing. We have a we have a choice in how we engage with our world. There are different levels, and there are different levels in which you can engage with a name. I could say, 
I like the name Boaz. It's an interesting name. It's it's something quirky. Um, it's nice to hear, hear something different. If I was to take a deeper engagement with the name, I'd say, well, I wonder what Boaz means. And you'd find out that it was it meant strength. And you'd say, Wow, that's that's fantastic. This is a there's a guy here that I'm I'm speaking to, and and his name means strength. I wonder what that says about his character. I wonder what that says about the way that he would engage with me or interact with me. I wonder how that affects the way that he he feels about his work and the way he builds relationships. And that's the seventh, second layer of, of engagement you can have with the name. And then the third layer is to say, what was in the heart of the namer? Mm. And this is this is what what you're you're talking about with your friends. They've they that 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 third level of of engagement. If if you went to Boaz at, at some point and said, you know, what was in the heart of your namer when you were given this name? And he'd say, Well, you know, my parents are Christians and they believe that 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 God has has this heart for me, and that's what they wanted to speak into my life. They wanted my name to represent something of Him, mm. and that's a completely different level of engagement with Him as an individual. Mm. And you, honestly, and the number—I mean, I interviewed hundreds of people when I was uh, researching my book. Spoke to people all over the world in all sorts of <laughs> interesting contexts. Um, and you wouldn't believe how many people don't know why they were given the name they're given. Mm. And it's, it's, it's particularly sad when their namer has died. Mm. The reason I say namer and not parent is because in some cultures, the namer will be a, a godparent. It will be a grandparent. It will be a leader, the leader of a tribe. And so that's why I talk about namer. Uh, in different cultures, and even in in our, in you know, in in, in the UK, it, it can it, the the namer could be could be anybody. But what's fascinating is that God works even beyond that, and so the the book reaches a crescendo at the end, which is that even beyond your name, what was in the heart of the maker. And actually, that's what really counts. And the book is, it's not a book of answers. It's a book of questions. Mm. It's a book that stimulates people to ask better questions. Who am I? Why? why if, if, an, if a word has purpose and a name has purpose beyond the letters, what about my life? Does my life have purpose mm. beyond what I experience, mm. beyond what I know? And it's the purpose of the book is to stimulate these questions. Because I'm I, I'm convinced that that we only truly live when we have been reconciled to our Father God. Mm. There's, it's impossible to live a life of a satisfactory life, a life that will bring peace and joy. By the end of it, if you haven't been reconciled to your father, mm. and that's really the heart behind the book, the ministry of reconciliation. That's what the word that God gave to me many, many, many years ago, that I was to be someone who who was to be to carry this ministry of reconciliation. In fact, we all, those of us who have a faith, we are called to this ministry of reconciliation. We're called to reconcile man, those people we meet, to God. Because ultimately, Jesus 
has reconciled us to God. And we have a responsibility to, 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 to create an environment where people say, wow, I can be reconciled to God and I want to be reconciled to God. And, and simply by being you being you and me being me, we, we, we create an, an atmosphere where people start to ask questions. Who are you? What is this life you're living? What are you experiencing that I'm not experiencing? Tell me. Oh. <laughs> so I can see the excitement on, on your face here, William. And um, unfortunately, time is against us. Right. Like we're doing a really bad job of summarising years of work uh, and, a, and a brilliant book. Um, I mean, you've not even got into Iceland and how they name people in Iceland, <laughs> which is absolutely fascinating. You can get the book and read about Iceland. I, mm. that, that's one thing that I'll, I'll never forget. But I, I want to get back to sort of the practicalities of names. So yes. I used to run a sales team and uh, one Easter I bought my direct reports of Thornton's Easter egg personalised with the name of their partner. And I distributed them during our team meetup and they were all received really well. In hindsight, Ian, who was in my team, seemed a bit puzzled. Uh, with the one that he got with with Marie written on it. Uh, but I just thought he was surprised that I remembered her name, which was, you know, which I, th I was kind of proud about at the time. <laughs> However, a few weeks later, he bashfully asked me, who's Marie? And I suddenly realised I'd got his wife's name completely wrong. No. Yes. And so <laughs> I don't quite know how he gave it to her or what happened to that Easter egg, whether it was eaten on the train home or not. Um, but, you know, we've all got a name wrong once in our lives. Mm. Uh, any suggestions how we elegantly deal with that? Wow. Well, in my book, I, I just use a very simple thing. I, I say apt. The way that we, we respond to a name needs to be apt. What does that mean? It, uh, you ask, you simply ask, pause, and think. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason I say that is because what I'd like to encourage those of you that are listening to this to be aware of is that a name is an invitation. Mm. A name is a bridge to somebody else. And by, by recognizing the importance of that name, it suddenly becomes valuable. I was actually talking to my 16 year old boy about this because he said, you know, dad, I, I always forget about the, 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 the organelles that make up a cell. And I said, Rowan, that's because you don't think they're important. I said, if you can find an excitement about the importance of those organelles, then you'll remember about them. Mm. And it's the same with anything. Whatever you get excited about, whatever you believe is important, you're going to grip onto and you're going to hold it. Mm. So if you believe that that person in front of you, their name matters, you're going to remember it better. Mm. So ask, pause, think. Think to yourself, Okay, and come up with some questions. Prepare yourself. Tell me more about your name. That's a strange name. I've not heard that before. Where is it from? Mm. Or you could say, oh, um, uh, Sophie. That's, that's, that, that's a name that reminds me of, of uh, my first guinea pig or you know, whatever it is. You know, find a connection. Find, something, find some life in that name. That will help you to remember that name. Uh, so I really, I really like the pause and think element of that three-letter acronym because I'm one of those people who likes to ask and then my head's already off about what I'm going to ask them next. So by the time they're giving me their answer, I'm not really listening. Right. So 
the P and the T, pause and think, really, really helpful. We're going to have to wrap up there because unfortunately our time is up already. I think that's an absolute gem around APT. So ask, pause and think. Let's, As I said, men, let's do that with each other next time we meet up. Um, but when you go out later on today, you've listened to this podcast and you're going to meet people today, sometimes for the first time. Why not just use the opportunity to ask them what's behind their name? I've done it a couple of times since reading the book and it's really changed the way that I've got to know people. Mm. So thank you, William, for having an effect on my life already. So thank you so much for joining us today. It's been wonderful having you as a guest. And even before I asked the quick fire questions, we were into some really deep stuff. So uh, thank you so much for bringing all that you've brought today. My absolute joy. <laughs> wonderful, Alan. There's an amen in, in my spirit and that's how it should be. Brothers dwelling together in unity. Thank you. God bless you, mate. Speak again. That's it for this Ascend Men podcast. If you've enjoyed this content, please share it with a mate. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. Together, we are stronger.